Welcome to Becoming Heisenberg, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Breaking Bad on AMC and Netflix. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David. How's it going? I'm good, thanks. Good. Uh, this is for Season 2, Episode 4, called Down. What do you think of this episode? Uh, it's it's a perfectly decent, reasonable episode, I think. Um, it, it, it's maybe, you know, not not up there with one of the best, but then even a sort of middling kind of standard Breaking Bad episode is pretty much better than half the other things on TV. So, you know, um, that's, that's certainly not putting it down. Um, I enjoyed it though. I thought, I thought it was, uh, it was an interesting kind of not necessarily a huge amount going on. It's, it's a, almost a stepping stone episode to other things that are sort of coming up there's as they kind of reposition characters and and that sort of thing with this one you know it's kind of dealing with some of the fallout of the of the previous uh you know couple of episodes as well so um you know good interesting maybe not got that much going on in it but but still a solid episode i thought mm-hmm. uh yeah i think it's still a pretty good one um it's mainly a jesse episode really kind of focusing on mm-hmm big changes in his life and uh managing again to throw a bit of comedy in there in 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 certain ways and then kind of having this like serious thing with chat with water and then that kind of turning into something comedic but it's not doing it in a way that's like flip-flopping with its tone you can sort of see what they're what they're kind of going for which i think was great uh, no Hank or Marine in, the, in this episode which i thought was interesting but uh sometimes you do just need to focus a bit more on your main two characters and because that, that's what this episode does it focuses on the main two characters and yeah. where they're at with sort of their their lives and like their, their own kind of families because they have interactions obviously with each other uh and and kind of establish where they're at with that but it also takes a look at uh how their families are feeling about their current situations because you get to see uh jesse's mum and dad in the episode as well uh, felt quite sorry for Jesse at some points in this episode. He just sort of gets one thing after the other happen. You know, he, he yeah. goes from having this quite nice house, which his auntie gave him, to falling into a toilet and sleeping in an in an RV. So, yeah, yeah. it's quite it's quite a quite a day for him. Uh, I thought the uh, stuff with Waltz was interesting. You know, you get, got to see him do some stuff with his son. Uh, he's mainly kind of getting a bit sort of. Um, almost blanked in the episode like he's really trying to get conversation out of Skylar and trying to get some sort of conversation out of Walt Jr uh but they they're just not really like on the same page as him and they're trying to sort of figure out what's going on um but I did like that they uh, again it kind of does that thing where characters talk about the situation that they're in which is something I really appreciate in TV um when Skylar says like hey look what what is actually kind of like you know are you hiding something as opposed to just some sort of normal sort of scene there uh so I, I thought that was that was pretty good as well uh great cold open again we'll talk about that in the in the start of the recap um <clears throat> i can't remember how many episodes between now and when that gets revealed how, how many that is but uh, i guess we'll sort of find that out as we as we go through but uh, uh, it's in two two or three episodes i think that okay, that comes yeah. up it, it's not that much longer so um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's sort of. I think it's this season. So, uh, but no, a very very good episode again. Yes. Um, oh, a very good episode again. And uh, yeah, I, I quite enjoyed what they did. I just think with with the the tone specific thing is what I think they really strike 
with this episode um in terms of like it's got comedic moments but also like some serious stuff is happening and some serious conversations are happening um so yeah thought it was thought it was very very good so uh i think that's most of what we got for the pre-talk um let's get into some housekeeping and then we'll get into the actual recap itself see you in a minute for that Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our koalu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with koalu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up koalu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, yesterday we did another gaming episode. And we talked about the future of Crash, Spyro and COD. Uh, or Call of Duty, as it's known for, for short. Um, Activision has decided to do some weird stuff with it, and there's now nine different developers working on the Call of Duty franchise as a whole, which I think is quite too many. Uh, Most of them are working on Warzone, uh, and I know what's going on with that game because I play it regularly. Um, Yeah, most of them are working on updates for Warzone, uh, but it does beg some questions about uh, the future of Toys for Bob, who did the previous Crash game, uh, what that means for Beanox, who did the uh, Crash Team Racing remastered game. Uh, Vicarious Visions were already put on working the uh, on the uh, uh, Blizzard games uh, a while ago. So, but yeah, in terms of Toys for Bob's future and Beanox's future and Crash and Spyro's future, we don't quite know what's going on. There's some sort of mixed messages out there about staff layoffs and those sort of things. So we talked about all of that and uh, my thoughts on all those things. Uh, Neil Druckmann did an interview and spoke about The Last of Us on a podcast and talked about having an outline for The Last of Us Part 3 and basically the situation at Naughty Dog. So we talked about that. Uh, Last of Us 3 is not confirmed or anything. He just sort of talked about a story outline. So they are doing things with it, but uh, nothing uh, solid with uh, a third game 
yet but they're sort of considering what to do and we also talked about how much money fortnite is making uh a couple of pennies here and there you know a couple of hundred million dollars here and there for fortnite so we talked about that uh i did a uh football podcast not on man united talked about arsenal the arsenal problem they currently sit ninth in the premier league which is very bad considering they're supposed to be one of the big six um they are in the Europa League semi-final as well as Manchester United, but we'll see if they get through. Uh, but finished 8th last season, fin- going to finish ninth or 10th this season maybe. Uh, but what is the problem? Is it the manager, Arteta, uh, or is it the actual squad itself? So I talked about that. Uh, chat podcast for April 2021, talking about some tech issues that I had. I remember talking to you about some of those things at that point, um, at, at some point in April. So I talked about that, talked about some ASMR stuff as well, and a bunch of other just sort of chat things. And also talked about how Entertainment Talk did in the month of April, which it went very, very well. Uh, did it took a part of the Invincible podcast out and posted it as its own thing. Uh, it's called Who Wins? Homelander versus Omni-Man versus Superman. So you got uh, Homelander from the boys, Henry Cavill Superman from the Snyder Cut, and Omni-Man from Invincible. There's no spoilers in there, so you can listen to that if you've not uh, watched those things. Uh, Unitedcast episode, I uh, didn't get to talk about Sunday's game because it didn't happen because there was the protest. But I will be back tomorrow to talk about the Roma game. That probably will happen, plus it doesn't isn't going to be played in this country anyway so uh, a an away game in italy uh but i did a video i used the uh, pez 2020 uh team editor to sort of show off a few things talked about man united's right winger problem uh basically we haven't got somebody who can properly play out on that side of the pitch which is very weird so i talked about that um uh, speaking of Invincible, me and David did a season one review for Invincible, gave it a must-see rating. It's available on Amazon Prime. Uh, if you're a fan of Robert Kirkman's work, such as The Walking Dead and other things, it's from Robert Kirkman as well. He's the one that did the the book and everything. Uh, it has also been renewed for seasons two and three, so that's very, very good. Uh, did a podcast talking about Elliot Page and his interview with Oprah, which is available on Apple TV+. Plus. That went out on uh, Friday, so I talked about that. So that was uh, very good and interesting and sort of edu- educational and everything. The, the uh, Unitedcast episode talking about Man United's 4-2-3-1 formation, how it sort of should work but doesn't always quite get used in maybe the way that it quite sort of should. Uh, so I talked about that. Same thing again, Pez video sort of uh, thing for that. And... Uh, that is pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. So cold open for this episode, 204 called down. Uh, another intro with the pink teddy. Uh, most of what we see is black and white. The teddy is removed this time from the pool and laid out next to various other items, one of which is a pair of glasses. Are they Walter's glasses? Are they not? Are they somebody else's? We don't know. At, I mean, me and David know, but we don't know in terms of this rewatch at, <laughs> at the time. Um, yeah, really interesting. Again, uh, you know, they don't quite again get to this in the episode, but they they seem to have an interesting mixture mixture of. It's not always a mystery cold open for the future of like like something related to a future episode. It's sometimes you know yeah. a, mis- a, a mysterious thing for that current episode, like with the bouncing car um, from a few episodes ago with the Tuco situation which got resolved in that episode so even though they usually are quite mysterious the cold opens they're not always related to the episode which i think is a good way to sort of balance that because then you're not teased over and over and over again about this same teddy bear thing you sort of like leave it for an episode and then kind of come back to it which i think is a good way to manage that but yeah we see a bit more of it this time uh, because when we've seen it is it twice before i think we've we've seen this 
Um, I think so, yes. Yeah, at least at least once or twice, I think, uh, but before this particular uh, third time that we see it. Uh, usually before it was like you heard some sirens, uh, you saw the teddy in the uh, pool, and that was kind of all that we saw. So we do get a little bit more here. Uh, clearly these, these bags are sort of like police evidence or like, you know, crime scene sort of evidence uh, bags that get used in like procedurals and, you know, actual crime scenes and things. Um yeah, what do you think of this cold open? I think this is another good one for this particular thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's another good cold open. I think it actually, uh, I I don't think it is actually in a couple of episodes. I think this actually resolves properly in the finale of this season. I, if I remember correctly, um, I will say, look at the episode titles when you get that cold open, because it does give you hints as to what's happening uh, as well because mm-hmm. uh, uh, I think we get I think this is the second time we've had that cold open and and there are there are four episodes where they use that cold open so um, yeah whenever you see that cold open check the episode title because it does give you some idea of what's going on um, mm-hmm. yeah I mean I, I, I like it because it is just weird and confusing and I mean obviously we know what happened in that because we've seen this season already but um i i think you know remembering back to the first time you seen it it's like it's weird and strange and you don't know you know why is there a pink teddy bear there what reference does that have to all the other stuff that they've got laid out why is there evidence bags it's just weird so yeah no i i do like that it's a cold open because mm. i remember i remember the very first time i saw it and I was like, "What the hell does a teddy bear have to do with like anything that's going on?" Because <laughs> uh, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Um, so because even with like you know, Skylar's child isn't born yet, uh, and RJ is not going to be playing. That. I mean, he might do, but um, isn't usually somebody that plays with like a teddy. Or it wasn't really. You looked at that at the time. You thought this isn't really related to any character or anything in the show. Yeah. Uh, which was which was uh, a bit strange, but it's it's meant to be. So it's meant to make you think mm. like, what am I watching? How is this kind of related? So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's very very good. But yeah, we do get a bit more this time, um, and uh, see where this goes. So uh, and again, I, I sort of give this praise almost every episode. Just the the editing and the sort of like the way the way the intro sort of hits you. I, I it it gets me sort of every time. Uh, it just sort of it just sort of hits if you know what I mean. So. Uh, mm. So good editing with that again. Um, so there we go. Uh, Walt and Jesse then meet at a gas station to discuss their next move. Walt says he needs time to reassure his family after his uh, fugue state uh, before he can cook again. So he's saying he needs to sort of like check in, or, you know, be there a bit more with his family instead of like disappearing every single day. Uh, and then he gives Jesse six hundred dollars as well. Um, so yeah, this is in this sort of like shop at a. Uh, gas station something I, I i don't know if i was supposed to find this th- there's a particular part of this scene i don't know if i was supposed to find it a little bit funny but i sort of did which is y- you know the way that like some of these characters act which is like hey we have to sort of like pretend you know we sit back to back in a cafe or you know, something like that to pretend that we yeah. aren't in a meeting because you, you've seen it in other shows before and you'll, you'll see it more in this mm-hmm. show how characters sort of meet and it's like hey we're gonna sit we're gonna sit next to each other on a bench not look at each other but talk to each other which is sort of what this situation is and i kind of looked at this particular scene which isn't really out in the open it's in a shop there might be somebody watching them but you know tuco's been taken out crazy eight's dead as well um 
I kind of looked at that scene and thought, no one's probably watching you two. <laughs> I mean, you don't know, but I just kind of no. like the, the, their attitude towards it. And uh, I, there's a bit where Walt says to Jesse, like, no, I, I leave first. And it was like, it's great that they take it so seriously, obviously, because it's a serious thing for them to, you know, be doing. But I sort of went when the camera zoomed out a little bit on them and you got a little bit more of a sort of not quite bird's eye view, but sort of higher up. And the shop's like it's it's completely empty. There's nobody anywhere near here, and like there there might be somebody watching them from outside, like across the street with binoculars or something. Like there might be, but uh, with this particular one, I, t- I I found that a little bit almost almost funny. But I don't know if I su- if I was supposed to. What what did you think? Well, yeah, I mean, I think Walt particularly is taking an abundance of caution. If it had been uh-huh. up to Jesse, they, they just wouldn't have been doing that sort of thing. And I think Walt has a certain amount of... I mean, you the, that's the thing, of course. You've got to bear in mind that Walt's understanding of of the drug industry has probably come from him watching TV shows, you know? Right, like procedurals and that, yeah. You know, not not the technology of how to do it, but in terms of the criminality side of it, it will have come mm. from watching things like, you know, The Wire and NCIS and, you yeah. know, all the other and, procedural and TV shows. Well, probably. Yeah, and, you know, and all the... Yeah, the, that is the other thing, the big stories that, that his brother-in-law tells him, you know, his brother tells him and all that sort of stuff. Um, so... You do kind of look at it, and yeah, Walt, Walt's going to be abundantly cautious. Plus, I mean, D- Jesse was pulled in by the DEA. There is a possibility that agents may be following him. I mean, it's very, very yeah, small because yeah. you know Jesse is a is a tiny, tiny fish as far as they're concerned at this point. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, it's unlikely they won't bother wasting resources tracking him. But you can sort of see why Walt maybe he's being overly cautious about this stuff um and this of course is where they have the first argument about the the money of of you know jesse <laughs> yeah. jesse is of the opinion that half the money is his whereas i i'm kind of with walt i mean jesse shoved all his money in the back of the car and he got nicked i mean that's not really walt's fault i don't yeah, think yeah no I, yeah. I i am with walt on that in terms of okay yeah it's a 50 50 split but just because you've lost your money and I've still got some, it doesn't mean that I can just split that with you again. Because then if you then lose that yeah. money again, which there's no saying that he wouldn't, uh, does Walt then have to do that same thing again? So I, I, I get what... Because what Jesse's probably trying to mean is when we make a deal with a you know whoever, Tuco or something like that, and we get, let's say, $1,000, just for example you know we get 500 each but that doesn't really count when you lose that 500 dollars, and then you want to split you know the rest of the 500 to 250 each or, or something um so i i i do understand what jesse means by that but walt's right in that no you lost your money like we, we yeah. did do the 50s 50 split you you got your part but then you lost it so it doesn't mean you get to have half of mine so yeah yeah, but, yeah uh, exactly I, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely i would walt on that i think definitely yeah. I think we both are. So, uh, bad luck, Jesse. Although he does get some money in the end. So, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then he gives him uh, 600 as well. Uh, they sort of pass it over the counter. Um, but yeah, I just, it, yeah, I, 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 I totally get the sort of um, seriousness of it. I just found it slightly funnier in this scene. Yeah. Because of, I, I don't know, it, it, it was a lot quieter and that sort of thing. So, yeah. Uh, the next morning, Walt uh, cheerfully makes breakfast. Clearly, uh, his behaviour is strange from Scarlett and Walt Jr.'s perspective. 
Scarlet abruptly leaves the house and does not return until much later, not telling Walt uh, where she's been before he notices, uh, as he was trying to explain the cell phone situation. Uh, I found this really, really interesting, this, this scene. I, I really quite liked it. Walt just trying to talk about, like, oh, the alarm tone's different, and, you know, kind of messing about with dishes or whatever it was he was, he was doing. And it's one of them sort of scenes in television where someone's talking to somebody and you think, has that other person left the room? Because they're like really, really <laughs> quiet. And then, you know, Walt turns around and, and she's gone. So, um, yeah, Loot's, Loot, Walt is kind of losing his, not ability to lie, but he's not very good at it in, in this scene in terms of like, okay, you both kind of know that you do have a second cell phone like they're, they're both aware of it in this scene but Walt's got to come up with I suppose anything that he can but bringing up like oh the alarm tone's different and like I'm gonna get a new phone and when I go to my next was it is a chemo or, or, or something they're like hey we could go to the shop and, and, and get a new one and Skylar's like no I'm just gonna walk out um I thought it was very yeah. interesting in, in especially uh you know earlier in the episode to establish like where where she is in uh, their relationship because we sort of saw a hint of it uh, was it last week's episode when he sort of went to like kiss her goodnight and she just sort of turned over and turned like I think that was the last episode um, so you sort of got a hint of it to that so I guess it, it was a good kind of seed planted I suppose because you sort of noticed that you know he came home he's trying to sort of like clear the air and everything and be sort of a bit fun or whatever at the end of last week's episode you get a little hint of it uh, of, of where Skylar's um uh, mindset is when she you know sort of turns over and everything in in the last episode and then we see that sort of fully play out in in this one so i i really enjoyed this i thought this was quite a good uh scene between the two of them what do you think uh yeah i mean it, it shows i think it starts to show that where skylar possibly you know is mentally in this about well you know whether she believes walt or not which clearly she doesn't you know she seems utterly convinced and walter was not convincing at all with that line no i mean you know i mean on the surface yeah it it sort of maybe sounded convincing but i mean it needed to be something much better than that i think um (laughs) I, yeah, it, I I don't know. It's one of those things. That I think it was always going to be very very hard for him to explain. Just I I think it's very very difficult to come up with a logical explanation for why it appears he has two cell phones. So, um, yeah, and and Skylar rather than kind of challenging on that, just chooses to walk out and leave, which is and that's sort of what she does throughout the episode as well, which is is an interesting way of handling it. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, you can but... tell Walt Junior is also sort of upset about it as well, or yeah. you know, confused. I think probably more in his case. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, uh, but I thought that was a particularly good scene, and of course, it leads to certain awkward scenes later on. Uh, but switching back over to Jesse, meanwhile, Jesse meets with um, an attorney and his parents, who tell him that um, they found the meth lab in his basement. And are evicting him from his aunt's house. Uh, we don't get his aunt's name. She's just called the the auntie. So uh, yeah. they then tell him he has 72 hours to leave. But the next morning Jesse's mother arrives with workmen. Who take uh, everything in the house to storage. Um, eventually like the phone as well. I thought that was <laughs> interesting. Uh, Jesse at first tries to convince his mother that he can uh, change 
Then he angrily tells her that he earned the house by taking care of his cancer-stricken aunt while his uh, mother did uh, nothing. And then she kind of gets a bit angry and actually slaps him. Uh, so that's the first bit of the um, Jesse scene. Uh, again, a bit of I don't know if it was intentional comedy or unintentional comedy. I think it's in this in this particular part as well when his when all the stuff is getting taken, and he's on the phone to Wall about you know my half and all this kind of stuff, and then this guy just <laughs> he comes and unplugs the phone and just takes it, and he's like, oh yeah, cheers, yeah, cheers for doing that, and then uh, he what finds the ice cubes in the in the fridge. He's yeah, like, oh, the ice cube trays. He's like, oh, you forgot your ice cube trays. <laughs> um, it's it, it's again it's. A, a real sort of skill to do this kind of thing where this is quite a you know you look at this is quite a serious thing that's happening to jesse you know he's kind of being made homeless he's not allowed back at his parents house they're not going to have him he's been kicked out of this house and he's not got anywhere else uh that, that he can kind of that he owns that he sort, sort of can live at but him like you know moaning at the guy for unplugging the phone and like the, the, the taking other stuff as well and then the ice cube thing it it was a serious scene but with some comedy in there as well and, and i mean you're also talking about like you know people with cancer and stuff like with with his aunt uh and how, how he was sort of taking care of her so i found it quite an interesting mix of tone but not really like all, not not that sort of all over the place thing that i've that i've talked about before it you, you you get a clear sense in each part of what they're going for so his his discussion with yeah. his mom about like his um cancer stricken aunt that's meant to be the more serious part and then like the phone being unplugged and all that's meant to be the the more comedic part at least to me so what do you think of this scene yeah it's an interesting one because um i mean yeah i i get the uh you know w- what his parents are, are doing in the uh you know they'd they'd let themselves to the house and, discovered this meth lab in the basement and that's the thing that leads them to actually go and evict him um but it also doesn't show them in a great light either because you know yes obviously jesse has been a very troubled uh son Uh but this seems like an extreme measure to take as as well um Rather than sort of trying, I mean, we don't know what exactly the history was, whether they've tried to get him help before or, or, you know, but they've effectively just made him homeless. And it it sort of feels like maybe they're just trying to, at this point, it maybe feels a bit like, you know, they're not doing it for the sake of Jesse. They're doing it to get the house off him. Um, Even though I guess technically they do own it, but you know they they're sort of looking for. It feels a bit like they may be looking for an excuse to kick him out. So yeah, yeah. even though I think that that's not the reason they're doing it, I think they do think they're doing it as as sort of to try and give him some form of wake up call. But it it doesn't show them in a great light in terms of how they're parenting. You know, Um, and we don't exactly know how much of that stuff about jesse look after jesse looking after his aunt is actually true because i mean i i don't think we ever kind of come back to that because we never see any flashbacks or anything with him looking after the aunt so we don't know whether he how much he did look after his cancer stricken aunt i mean clearly he was living there with her until she died uh from what he was saying but Mm -hmm. we we don't know how much of that is true in terms of whether he did look after or not because you know if he did then it 
yeah, he sort of deserves to be able to have that house. You would have thought it's just it's not in his name. It's still in the parents' name and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, it, it it doesn't show the parents in a great light, particularly this in terms of how they're handling it, I don't think. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it's an interesting scene. And, and like you say, the, the tone does shift uh, a little bit. And certainly the comedy stuff is he's getting more and more exasperated as they're taking things away. And, like the throwing the ice cube trays, I thought was very funny. So, mm. um, yeah, it's it's sort of interesting that sort of relationship that he has with his parents and how they are handling it and, and what side you end up kind of coming down on, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I kind of agree with you as well in terms of, okay, you want him to change and do better, so you're taking a house away from him. It's That's not going to... That's going to do the opposite of help him. That's just going to... I mean, yeah, you, you want him to yeah. change and live a better life and stuff, but then you've taken away, like, one of his most important... One of the most important possessions to a person, which is, you know... A place to live and stuff. So I, uh, I, I could see what the parents were trying to do. I just don't think this is the, this is far from the best idea to, to sort of do it. So because like, you look at that from Jesse's perspective, and you know somebody that raised you in that or whatever, you know, uh, you, one of your parents is telling you they want you to change, but then they're leaving you with less than than what you had. Because um, like, what, yeah. what is How- what, what what are they intending for him to actually do? Um, like live somewhere else and miraculously sort of somehow turn his life around even though he's then homeless so i don't know yeah exactly yeah so um even even from when we sort of like first saw his parents they did seem to like just not be particularly great so uh, i think this this does fit in with that still but uh yes it's not that's just not a great idea so uh, moving back over to Walt, um, hoping to... By the way, with this whole change back to Walt and Jesse, I do think that they structured that quite well because a lot of the scenes ended yeah. fairly naturally and then you sort of went over to a fresh scene with a different character. Uh, I thought that was balanced very, very well. So, uh, hoping to co- yeah. reconnect with his son, uh, Walt offers to give Walt Jr. a driving lesson, which I, by the way, have not had any driving lessons. Uh, while Skylet <laughs> is out again, uh, Walt Jr. shows his driving skills, but Walt notices that he's using both feet to work the pedals. Uh, when he when Walt tries to talk to him about only using uh, the right foot, uh, Walt Jr. gets upset and accidentally hits a safety cone, and then they kind of call it there for the for the day. So, um. Can you relate to any of this? I know that you do drive, and I I don't. Any of this you can kind of relate to and stuff. <laughs> yeah, in terms of I mean, learning. Uh, yeah, because the difference with the US and UK cars is the fact that uh, g- generally they are uh, we have gear sticks over here, and they don't. Um, so uh, you know we have three pedals, whereas they generally only have two. So they're more like riding go karts in the US. They've got kind of stop and go pedals because all the gearbox is automatic, but um yeah i mean whilst walt is technically correct that you should only use one foot i mean it's an interesting thing about walt's character here because he's like you know there is there is an easy way to do it and there is the correct way to do it but he's he's also not at all taking into consideration that walt jr you know has cerebral palsy and and uh or multiple sclerosis. I can't remember which one is. Which one is it? I can't remember. Um, but it's, you know, it's cere- he has cerebral palsy. It's, it's cerebral palsy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's not taking any of that into consideration. And whilst 
that is sort of commendable in saying yes you can do anything mm-hmm. there are also a certain amount of physical limitations to that you know um and quite often uh people with illnesses like that will have modifi- modifications to the cars you know they'll have things on the steering wheels or they will you know they'll they'll, they'll have uh ways of controlling gears or accelerators like you would in a racing car where they're on the steering wheel and stuff um, to make life easier. And and Walt's kind of refusal, you know, steadfast refusal to like not recognize that there is a difference in his son is kind of interesting. Um, and and whilst, yes, you shouldn't drive with both, both feet on the pedals, clearly that is an easier way for Walt Jr. to do it. And in that given his condition that's not necessarily the wrong thing to do you know so uh it, it says something about it's an interesting little scene that does say something about Walt i think in that he's sort of like you know th- he's very kind of focused on this is the way you do it regardless of whether it's the you know it's the best solution for it this is the way you do it and you know, so I I think that is is just a sort of interesting scene, particularly about Walt, and then of course you know when he, he Walt Junior gets frustrated with it. Um, I, yeah, I so yeah, I I like this scene. I I just think it's kind of interesting scene between the two of them, but particularly a scene that that shows something of Walt's character in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of agree in a way. You know, he doesn't bring up his uh condition at all in in the scene and kind of is a bit i mean maybe this is some of that walt's frustration coming out as well or probably both of their frustrations kind of coming out you know because of all the uh all the drama and the family drama and walt's fugue state and you know every, everything that's kind of been building up and stuff uh which is which is quite interesting but um yeah so yeah he he couldn't manage to do the uh you know the one foot on the two pedals uh thing um but uh there's also the thing in the episode. Uh, it doesn't. Uh, I don't have it listed here, but uh, he uh, calls himself Flynn in the episode as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, his friend turns up at the door and say and it's says Flynn it's here. Flynn ready, doesn't it? And yeah. Walt's like what? <laughs> like who's? No one called Flynn lives here. And then Walt Junior just sort of turns around the corner. Uh, I kind of feel bad for Walt. About, about that part i mean it, it's it's clearly a bit of a way like okay he's not happy with like what his dad's been doing and he def he definitely doesn't want to be sort of like because the walt jr part he doesn't want to be at the moment really associated with his with his dad um well i don't even see it as that i actually think you know um first of all calling your child junior is you know uh, using the same name it always seems a little egotistical to be from the parent yeah I, but, I don't like the idea in general of like a junior name um so but I, and we don't know how long this has been going on either i mean this could predate all of the stuff you know um we don't know how 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 long Walt Junior has been going by the name Flynn at school. I mean, it, this could have been going on for years, and they've only just realised, you know, they've only just maybe found yeah. out. So, so yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't necessarily think it's directly a reaction to what's going on with his father. I think it, it's possibly just he wants his own identity, and I entirely understand that. You know, he mm. doesn't maybe like well. 
whilst I know I know a number of people that go by their middle names or have or go by different names because they don't like the name at birth uh i have a few friends like that and you know absolutely fine you know i've only ever really known them by their other name it's quite common for you know so parents call them one thing so in this case parents call him Walter, but everybody else calls him flynn so mm-hmm. you know yeah no i'm fine with with what he's doing i just do, i do think there's a little bit of like hostility towards his dad so mm. i do wonder if that's probably a part of it um because I, I don't if he was called flynn from birth um, and not Walt Junior. I don't think you'd have necessarily the same situation. The, the, I I just think there's got to be some sort of like he's not really happy with his with his dad. I don't think that's even really a new thing either. There's been a little bit of hostility towards him. I think for for some mm. episodes and uh, just the whole just the whole Walt Junior and it being you know him being kind of you know the the junior version of his dad or, or well, that, whatever. Um, that's that's the thing i think walt sees it as walt jr being unhappy with walt you know walt sees it as as his son being unhappy with him i actually think that it's it's not that i i don't think it is directly that i think it's just he wants his own identity you know um and he doesn't like the name walt jr um he'd rather have you know pick something which is a little bit unique which is why he went with flynn and um but but Walt definitely sees it as being a sort of slight against him the fact that he won't use the name mm-hmm. so I, I but I'm not convinced that that's the reason the that Walt Jr actually has changed it I think it I think it's purely a case of he, he just wants his own identity but I think but but Walt sees it as being something which is a slight as uh, of you know against him so mm-hmm yeah yeah could be um but yeah that's the scene with them in the car and then they sort of call it for a day and then they uh i think they just go back home after that or something so uh going back to jesse uh searches for a place to stay um but he, all, all of his friends turn him away uh while jesse is making a call at the gas station his motorcycle and all his possessions are also stolen, uh, dejected. Jesse breaks into the lot where his RV is being kept, because if you remember from last episode, uh, Badger helped him sort of get rid of it, and this is where it ended up. Um, but accidentally falls through a, p- a porta potty, uh, drenching himself in waste. Uh, he then sleeps in, uh, in his RV, but because of the smell, I think, uh, he puts a gas mask on, and that sort of helps him to get to sleep. Uh, the next morning, Clovis, uh, the lot owner, finds him and uh, demands the money he is being owed because he already does owe him money, let alone like breaking it into his place and that kind of stuff. So, uh, money is owed plus extra for the repairs to the RV and the porta potty. Uh, having no cash, Jesse begs him for uh, time to pay back, but Clovis, uh, sorry, Clovis, uh, kicks him out and plans to sell his mess equipment because he talks about like, hey, I could just you know throw you out and sell this stuff because technically it's his anyway. Um, having no cash, yeah, they said that, uh, Jesse then breaks back into the lot by climbing over the fence again, steals his RV, and then drives through the gate, uh, escaping, so, uh, quite a lot that sort of happened here, I was interested in Jesse's sort of, um, tactics, I suppose, in terms of, because he, he climbs over this fence, just about gets over the barbed wire fence, he then kind of notices he does need to sort of turn around, and then jump off because he ends up like kind of falling down and backwards in a way and falls obviously into the into the toilet in the process but 
if he had climbed to where because uh, it's it's from you know his his kind of weight that crashes him through the through the thing isn't it which causes him to fall into it if he climbed yeah. in a way where i think he was facing the other way when he stood up i think he could have jumped off a bit quicker but then i th- also think that when he starts hearing this thing like creak and everything he doesn't really react quick enough and then just falls through the whole thing anyway so w- whether or not he'd have you know gotten up and turned around the correct way and got i, I don't know if that would have helped him because his reactions were just a bit slow but um i i thought that was that was a pretty interesting scene anyway uh what did you think of the way he sort of got over the fence and everything yeah no i mean i i I'm not sure in terms of the the sort of you know whether he could have done anything about it, but yeah, I mean uh-huh. it, we're made for an entertaining comedy scene anyway, and and I mean just the retching noises when he fell in and then him falling out just covered in the blue stuff is I mean just gross, um, and then we found in the RV the next morning sort of with the gas mask on and then that conversation with uh, Clovis the the lot owner the sort who's what Badger's cousin or something um and um that was quite funny when he's on the phone and he's sort of you know he's talking about there's this barrel of stuff I tapped it it seems quite full it's methylamine I think and uh-huh. and and he's going and he's going how much and then you had to suddenly hear the like RV sort of scream out of the parking lot and bust through the gate um I'm sure there will be a follow-up to that at some point but uh you know the fact that they kind of stole the rv back but um yeah i i i can't remember what happens with jesse kind of i i think i remember where he ends up staying but uh i can't, I can't remember what happens actually so know. i guess we'll find that out i yeah no i i mean i i know one of the people he ends up staying with sort of moving on but i i i can't remember what happens with the rv and what they end up doing with it so mm-hmm. yeah it it seems fairly obvious from this point as to where both Jesse and Walt are. They do really need to kind of try and rack up some money, don't they? Because they're both yeah. I, I mean, Walt's not really that low on money. We we've seen obviously how much he's got in the uh, the vent thing that he went to in this episode as well. But uh, Jesse clearly needs a lot of money, and although it's been a process of you know they dealt with Tuco and they're sort of dealing with the aftermath, and they still kind of are. Um, which was their first like massive kind of thing that they did. Um, I think it will be interesting when we next see them do like a big, like cooking sort of batch or whatever. So, which I think is is coming up anyway. So, because I I do remember a particular scene from a, from an episode, uh, which I think is I, I don't know if it's the next one or one that's one that's pretty soon. So, uh, we shall see when that happens. But uh, yeah, again, a good little bit of sort of comedy. And uh, a great scene as well, I thought. So, but uh, mm-hmm. that's um, it for the uh, like solo Jesse part of the episode because then they sort of meet up afterwards. Uh, but before that, uh, while Walt Jr. is at school, Walt tries to have a conversation with Skylar. He apologizes for how he has been acting lately, but St- Skylar is still convinced he is hiding something. He, he might be, yeah. And uh, <laughs> storms out when uh, he won't tell her what it is. Uh, Walt follows her out and sees the RV parked next to his house. <laughs> he confronts Jesse over making contact, and Jesse tells him uh, he only wants half of the money uh, they, they've they made and will disappear. Walt angrily states that he's done all the work while Jesse's done nothing, ranting that Jesse is a, he says, pathetic junkie who is too stupid to follow simple instructions, which sometimes, yeah, he couldn't follow simple instructions, like with the box in, in season one, if we, if mm. we remember that. So he has done that on occasions. 
Obviously, yeah. Je- obviously, Walt goes a bit too far here, but he is right about a couple of things. Uh, this causes Jesse to lose his temper, and they start having this little, like, silly sort of fight. Uh, but he stops himself from beating Walt. Um, Walt brings Jesse inside and gives him half of the earnings while he sort of cleans up a bit and uh, makes him breakfast. So that's the scene with those two. Um, yeah, again, kind of looking at... Uh, There's sort of two scenes in um, here that establish, okay, where is where is Walt at with Jesse and with Skylar? Uh, you know, clearly Skylar's not happy with him. She thinks he's still hiding something, which we know that he is. Uh, you know, he kind of cooks crystal meth and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's that's something that he might be hiding. Um, and then, obviously, the, the bit with Jesse about establishing where they are a little bit more with their relationship and certainly, you know, the, the money situation and kind of what they've both done in terms of their their partnership and things which i thought was was great as well so there's a lot sort of i guess achieved in in these two scenes or this sort of it's like it's like kind of one long scene i suppose so uh let's let's talk about the walt skylar thing first though what do you think of their conversation well i mean it's it's less of a sort of conversation in that i mean walt is never going to admit that you know oh yeah by the way i'm cooking mess i mean he's Uh never going we're not without some like serious evidence thrown in front of him so he's never going to admit it he's never going to admit about the uh, so, well he may eventually admit something about second cell phone but he's got to come up with a reason for it um so yeah and skylar clearly doesn't believe him i mean understandably because he's not a particularly good liar so yeah i mean that that's a problem which is going to have to resolve itself at some point mm-hmm. um the conflict between Walt and Jesse. Uh, yeah, I mean, this was quite a nice little scene because, I mean, Jesse is convinced that half the money is his, even though, as we said at the top of the episode, it's not, not really. Yeah. Um, you know, Jesse lost his own money. That's, you know, kind of his fault. But then Walt does need to, I mean, you know, Jesse could put Walt in a lot of trouble. So also you have to kind of think about that. So, uh, you yeah, know, giving him true. half the money, he was a fairly kind of, I mean, even though it was reluctantly, it was the right thing to do, ultimately, probably. Um, I mean, essentially, as if they can keep him on side, eventually they can. You know, I mean, Jesse at the moment has all the equipment. So Walt does need Jesse because he has he has the RV and has all the cooking stuff. So, you know, that and they can always make more money out of this. Mm-hmm. Um Although they've got to find, then comes back to when they do cook, they've got to work out some sort of distribution method because their previous distribution method has disappeared. So uh, there is all that to deal with. So, but that was that was a sort of interesting scene. And Walt does go too far I've, in the way that he treats Jesse. But then you know he invites him inside, gives him half the money, and offers him breakfast. So it's very kind of up and down in terms of how Walt is kind of handling things, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Because he, he kind of feels that he has to give Jesse some leeway here, but not like maybe completely give in, although he does give him money, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose I suppose for Walt, this is kind of like, okay, he lost the money. We kind of got a bit like half caught and that sort of thing. You know, he got caught by the, the DEA. Uh, Je- Jesse did anyway. Um, and maybe it's just him thinking like, okay, if I give, like Tuco's gone, the DEA investigation is like somewhat, finished no not completely finished but they're not like banging on Walt's door or anything like that uh and may- maybe it's just Walt thinking like okay if I give him this money this time and then we kind of try and work forward from here maybe 
um, like the, a bit of a sort of fresh start per se. Because Walt knows he still needs to to do this. Because um, obviously the because of the plot of the show, which is dying from cancer, and then um, you know get money to help secure his family's future. So that's yeah. still obviously not been concluded. So he knows he has to do something. Uh, whereas for Jesse, it's more kind of like a just okay. He'll make some money out of it, I suppose. Because uh, he's not got like a specific sort of target and that kind of thing. So, but uh, it was a great scene between I suppose all three of them. Although Skylar's not involved with the the Jesse scene. So, yeah, um, good stuff. Uh, meanwhile, back at the gas station, we do see this time where Skylar goes off to. We didn't in previous times. She just kept saying she went out. Um, so, yeah, but this time we see that she does go to uh, a gas station. Um, do we know if this is? I, I just thought of this just now. Is we this don't the know same? whether it's the same. No, is well, we same? don't know. Okay, there might be like a local one they go I to mean, or something. So yeah, pro- I mean, for for the for the sake of of filming, yes, I suspect it probably was, but <laughs> I don't think it particularly matters for one way or another. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she gets into a car and takes out a cigarette uh, and a lighter. She hesitates. Then this other woman in a car looks at her, sort of disapprovingly. Uh, she starts thinking about her pregnancy, but then she she still kind of is a bit sort of not sure. But then she lights a cigarette anyway and. Uh, start smoking uh so not a very good decision here from uh skylar uh i can't remember what the effects are of if you um because i know that if you drink or if you smoke they've got is it two different effects but i can't remember which one Uh, i did smoking during pregnancy i think lowers birth weight um there are probably other effects as well um but yeah not a good idea either way No. no so but yeah she does that and then that's the end of the episode. Um, but yeah, Skylar trying to relieve her stress, I suppose. Uh, I mean, everybody's yeah. basically stressed in this whole episode. So, because um, yes. <laughs> Jesse's trying to deal with his house situation, Walt Junior's trying to you know learn how to drive, and that's stressful. And Walt's stressed about everything, and Jesse's stressed about everything, and Skylar's stressed about uh, what her husband has been up to and why he's got two phones. Um, so. Mm. Yeah, uh, a stressful episode for all around, but uh, a good one for us as the audience, I suppose. Uh, any <laughs> other thoughts on Skylar smoking? I know we kind of just talked about it, but... No, not really. No? no. Okay, uh, that's the end of the episode. Let's get into some feedback. If you want to send in your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, whatever you'd like to, either about Breaking Bad or anything Entertainment Talk related, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalk UK, contact page, information in your show notes as well. Beth says, I'm glad this episode uh, spotlighted more of Jesse's life and what's happening with him and his parents. It resulted in some comedy and does differ, um, does sometimes fit with Walt and Jesse, but you also felt sorry for him. Um, yeah, I, I mean, how how sorry did you feel for Jesse in the episode? I mean, it's kind of just one thing after the other, like evicted, loses his bike, all, all that kind of stuff, has an argument with his mum. What did you sort of feel for him in the episode well i think that and this is sort of testament to aaron paul really is yeah despite the fact that yeah he is a drug he's a drug dealer he's a he's drug cook um you know he he shouldn't be the greatest nicest character but you've he he always feels a bit like kicking a puppy when 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 they're kind of nasty to jesse you know because he seems somewhat innocent even though he isn't and this the the punishment that he's getting seems extremely harsh particularly when you've got walt who 
yeah, he's got a few marriage problems and, you know, but he is lying to his family. That You look at the levels of punishment between the pair of them, and Jesse's definitely getting much of the worst of it. And, you know, it is Walt that has been cooking it. It's Walt that's really driving it, but Jesse's getting the one that's really getting his life tipped upside down by it. Mm. So I, I, I think on balance, yeah, you do feel sorry for jesse and it is something in the way those characters have written and also the way that aaron paul plays jesse i think um that that makes you feel that towards him you know yeah i do i i do have you know i, I don't know whether it's sympathy is probably not the right word but yeah you do kind of feel sorry for him because he is going through a lot in this episode and it was it was also i mean you know last episode or the episode before when they well has to you know, they, they come back. Walt comes up with this nice idea of, yeah, it was a gutsy move of, you know, pretending that he had this fugue state and sort of getting naked in a store, but it's Jesse that ends up has to get, having to get questioned by the DEA. You know, it's Jesse's, Jesse always seems to get the harder end of dealing with this stuff compared to Walt, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but it's kind of like, I don't know if this is the correct phrase to use, he's kind of like a nice criminal, Jesse, in a way. Because he's, he's a nice yeah. person that we, we don't see, you know, much of a bad side to him, at least at the moment. Uh, but he is still, yeah, a criminal that cooks meth. So it's sort of like, again, it's that somebody asked us, I think, a week or two ago about, like, are Jesse and Walt uh, good or bad guys? It sort of is that grey area thing where, yeah, Jesse's doing something bad and illegal, but he's not a that I mean, technically, it does make you a bad person if you're like you know doing drugs and doing something illegal, but he's still like the core of that character and the core of that person is still a good person. So again, it's mm-hmm. that it's that grey area thing where, which is kind of leaning towards what I said, which is you can be a good person and do a bad thing, and you can be a bad person and do a good thing, but if you're a bad person and do a good thing, it doesn't make you a good person, and vice versa. Yeah. Uh, I suppose, you know, if you go on a path where you completely change from a bad person to a good person, then you've done that. But um, it's it, it's a little bit like, like he's, he's a good person that's done a kind of bad and illegal thing, uh, but then gets sort of beaten down from, from that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, Abed uh, says, I kept waiting for Hank, Gomez or Marie to show up and was somewhat surprised they didn't. But the episode um, with Walt and Jesse focused was still great. Uh, I mean, they are the main two characters, you know, as much as we like um, Hank yeah. and Marie and what they sort of bring to the show. And, you know, all, all the sort of the ego confident Hank and how entertaining that can kind of be. Um, it is focused on on Walt and Jesse because they are the the main characters and they are the the two things that are driving the plot. And I know that Hank can have his own part to play in it, which is with the whole DEA investigation. But um, they're the two that are like doing the business and cooking the meth. And Walt is Walt sort of like the Ellie of this story. And I'm talking about Ellie from The Last of Us, which is where okay, the story is based on. A character having something which is okay if you take away uh walt's cancer there is no story because there's no need to do any of the drug deals there's no need for any like tuco or crazy there's no need for any of that and then also walt never needs to meet jesse because then he doesn't need to you know go on the ride along so none of that happens same thing with kind of with ellie and the last of us there would be no ellie and joel journey to take her to the to the fireflies or whatever 
because if she wasn't infected then there would be no reason to do that so it's yeah. it, it's kind of that thing where yeah because you, you you can kind of not like beat for beat but you can kind of look at the the Elliot joel situation the same way the walt the walt and jesse situation which is that one of them is kind of helping the other one to achieve something because of what that character has so um anyway what, what did you think of that uh yeah i mean um i i didn't i didn't really miss the other characters this episode me neither um no. i i wasn't really sort of uh yeah, I, I don't know. I, it didn't kind of cross my mind the fact that they weren't in it this episode particularly. Um, I, I wasn't waiting for them to show up. You know, we had a reasonable amount of them last episode, particularly Hank and stuff. So I I was sort of okay. You know, it, it didn't really, till you kind of mentioned it, it hadn't really struck me that we hadn't seen any of the rest of the family. And I think, it, you know, it makes sense to focus particularly on these characters. They are the main characters of the show, you know. Um I mean, as you said before, the the not only would this show not exist if Walt didn't get cancer, it wouldn't exist if America had a healthcare system. But you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, so in terms of the other characters, I didn't, I didn't miss them at all. Um, really, I, I, it was nice to get a bit more focus on, you know, a little bit more of Walt Junior, which you don't get to see uh, that much of. Um, so that was sort of nice. Um, a bit more of the sort of family life, and a bit more of Jesse's family life as well. So I, I think it was it was fine. I hadn't really missed them at all. Yep, yeah, I uh, quite agree. So, uh, and that's what we got for you this episode for Breaking Bad. We'll be next back next week with episode five. Um, I did again take a take. Uh, a sneak peek at the the cold open. I will stop doing that, but uh, I was just too curious to see what the uh, the next one was. So um, I only saw like ten seconds of it or whatever. But uh, we'll be back next week to talk about that one for season two, episode five. Um, again, if you would like to write in, let us know what you think. Matthew Entertainment Talk dot org, Twitter e Talk UK contact page information in your show notes uh, if you want to find all the rest of the things that we do entertainmenttalk.org tv video games films and many eyed podcasts as well also check out the uh, arsenal one that i talked about if you're interested in that because uh, they're not doing well so <laughs> that was uh, fun to talk about as well uh, but entertainmenttalk.org if you want to check out all of that if you'd like to support entertainment talk in the podcast you can either listen to our other episodes whichever ones you'd like to ch- choose from uh, so check those out as well. Uh, word of mouth and social media, you can simply tell people that you know uh, to check out our content. Tell them to look for Entertainment Talk, uh, either the website or us on uh, podcast platforms. Um, there's also Patreon, the $1, $3 level tiers for ad-free podcast review options. Uh, David is still running Geektown, geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio for your TV and film news. Uh, lots of updates on renewals and that sort of thing this week because uh, I was on the episode as well, which was another good one to do. Uh, talked about some various things on there, but Geektown Radio, check that out, geektown.co.uk, Geektown Radio on Tuesdays. Look out for those episodes as well. Um... So have a look out for that. Uh, Bex, who's also part of Entertainment Talking Geek Town, uh, you can find her on Twitch. Uh, Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. Go and give her a follow over there and check out the streams that she does. I also stream sometimes on Twitch as well, eTalk UK. You can give me a follow over there. You'll be notified when I go live. And if you miss the archived uh, Twitch streams, you can find them later on YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays, which is currently up to date. So if you want to see all the Twitch streams that I've done recently... 
for all those games. Uh, you can find them as well on Entertainment Talk Plays on YouTube. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.